Hello, and welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil Shelton Ford, certified health coach, registered yoga teacher, and your host. And I'm super happy that you're here. This is the place where we practice deep mindfulness, radical self-care, and living our lives on purpose so that we can experience all the yum in our lives. All right, let's hop into this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. And I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're safe. There's so much going on just in the environment, in the world right now. I hope wherever you are, you find yourself safe. You find yourself supported. You find yourself connected to loved ones. You find yourself connected to your body, to your breath, all the things. I hope that you feel grounded and rested or at least have ways where you can find rest and find deep care. Yeah, so there's a lot going on right now. And so I'm hoping that this little podcast can be a bright light on some crazy times. And even if your times aren't crazy, I hope that I can bring some more light to you and to people that you care about. So this is the next to last episode of the series that I've been doing called my anti-anxiety toolbox. So we're down to the last two tools in my toolbox. Just to give you some framing around this, if you haven't listened to the other episodes in this series, I am a certified health and wellness coach. I am also a registered yoga teacher who specializes in the therapeutic effects of yoga, like how we use yoga to feel better in all parts of our bodies and all parts of our minds and lives, and how to use tools very specifically toward a specific end. And this series is all about using tools from yoga and other tools to help you manage anxiety or stress. I'm a person that has lived with anxiety for a very long time, for as long as I can remember. And I have been blessed enough to learn about and be introduced to a plethora of strategies from therapist friends, from healing modalities that aren't necessarily part of the mainstream, and also from yoga. So I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a physician. I'm not a clinician of any sort. I'm just a person that's sharing what has worked with me for a while now. And I've added some tools to my toolbox. Uh, I think last week, the one I talked about last week is probably the newest tool which is the connection to people. So if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to that one. That one has been the hardest one, believe it or not. But yeah, I wanted to jump into the next tool in the toolbox. And that is 
dealing with the mind. And I'm going to call this giving your brain a respite. So if you're like me and you struggle with living with anxiety, like day in and day out, things that it's like you have to be really mindful and purposeful to keep it in check. You have to do preventative things and respond to times when you feel really spinny. I call it spinny because that's what it feels like to me. It feels like I'm just spinning when the anxiety is bad. And this technique is really very much rooted in yoga. This is a yoga thing. This is like yogi down, right? And this is, I call it giving your mind a respite. Now, yogis might call this uh, meditation. They might call it visualization or concentration. I'm kind of lumping them all together and calling it giving your mind a respite. So for me, like I said before, when the anxiety is peaked and I feel like I'm going through it, it feels like just this spinning of thoughts that just go on and on and on and on and on. And they come like this whirlwind. (laughs) It's like all of these like negative sort of scary downloads. I call it scary because that's kind of how it begins with the feeling of fear. And with these techniques, or what I'm going to share today, really is about slowing it down. So the root cause of yoga can be described in two ways, or I'll say the root job of yoga, (laughs) the root purpose of yoga is to stop the fluctuations of the mind. Now, if you want to word that positively, actually heard one of my yoga teachers very recently explain it a different way, more positively. And he said, instead of thinking it, thinking about it as if you're trying to stop the fluctuations of the mind, which sounds negative, think about it as putting all of your focus on one thought. So the purpose of yoga is to focus on one thought at a time. And then he described it like this, a different way, that if you're driving a car and you're going down a road, how many roads can you go down at one time? Like how many roads can you drive on at one time? Well, you can only drive on one at one time. And then he said, well, our minds are very similar, that the mind actually at any given time, even if it's a nanosecond, can only hold one thought at a time. Now, those thoughts might kind of spin really quickly where you're having like 10 thoughts in 10 seconds. But if you broke it down each second, you're only holding one thought. And so the goal is to pick a thought a very purposely pick a thought and just hold one thought. Preferably, this would be a positive thought or a neutral thought or doing some sort of exercise where the mind is only focusing on one thing at a time because the mind can only hold one thing at a time. It's very difficult to hold more than one. Actually, he says you can't. So some people say, well, yeah, but you can multitask. But even with your multitasking, 
when you're thinking about it, because you have to have one thought and one thought and one thought and one thought, you're only holding one thought at a time. And in fact, if we were to try to hold a bunch of thoughts, just like if we were trying to drive down more than one road at one time, we would end up going nowhere. <laughs> it's the same thing with your thoughts. When you're sort of spinning in this what I'm going to call an anxiety stream of spinny thoughts, you're not going anywhere. You're just kind of spinning in circles. And so the goal would be to hold one thought at a time. And there's lots of different ways that you can sort of strengthen this muscle through exercises, what I'm going to call (laughs) mental gymnastics, but differently than what you might think of like not like word games or Sudoku or whatever that game is. It's different. It's really using a lot of mindfulness. So some examples of what I mean would be in meditation. I'm going to call all of these different forms of meditation. When you're sitting for meditation to hold one thought in your mind. And the one thought could be an affirmation that you repeat over and over and over again. For, and you can set the timer. Whatever your affirmation is, that would be an example of holding one thought. Um, a lot of yogis use mantra, where they might be singing a mantra, either in Sanskrit or in English. Very similar to coming up with an affirmation. Or, word, or maybe it's just like a one word thing. That you're focusing on the whole time. You're seeing it in your mind, you're feeling it in your body, but your mind is focused on that one thing. Another thing that I love to do, even with kids, is to do candle gazing. So you're putting all of your focus on the candle. In fact, there is a space in the flame that doesn't flicker. Because if you look at a candle, you'll see that the flame sort of moves and flickers. There is a spot in the flame that doesn't flicker. And to kind of focus on that spot, because if you're trying to focus on, if your mind is kind of spinny or you're, maybe you have a little bit of um, ADHD or something like that, it can be more agitating but to find that spot that's more steady and kind of focus your vision there and focus your brain there, maybe focusing on colors or something like that where you're only focusing on one thing at a time. Another thing that I like to do to strengthen this holding one thought at a time is to do some form of yoga nidra. Now, yoga nidra is something that works best if someone else is leading you through it. It's a deep relaxation technique. Some would argue that it's not that, that it's something else. But that would be to, when you're lying down and breathing, that you're focusing on one body part at a time. So you're focusing on your right thumb, your right index finger, your right middle finger, your right ring finger, your right little finger, the palm, the back of the hand. So you think about every body part, you kind of go through it and hold that spot in your mind. You don't have to look at your hand. You can do this with your 
eyes closed. But the thoughts that you're holding is that one body part at a time, giving your mind a respite from this sort of stream of thoughts that just keep going and going and going and literally are going nowhere. And that can increase anxiety. Doing things like this also really help to strengthen the parasympathetic response. And that's what this whole series is about. Things that work for me to strengthen the parasympathetic response. My yoga teacher also said, another thing you can do is sort of make everything a meditation. So if you're washing the dishes, instead of having the TV on and talking to your spouse or your kids or your roommate or talking on the phone or watching YouTube or whatever to turn off everything else and to focus just on washing the dishes. You think about focusing on the temperature of the water, the texture of the suds, feeling the cloth or the sponge as it washes each dish, rinses the dish, places the dish down. All of those things are focusing your mind on one thing at a time. It is an act of extreme mindfulness. You can also do the same thing by taking a walk that maybe you don't have headphones on. Maybe you are just noticing what comes to mind. Maybe you're noticing the colors of the leaves. You're noticing the colors of the flowers. You're slowing your pace. So you're not necessarily in this exercise trying to like get your heart rate up or you're focusing on your heart rate, although that may not be a bad thing if you're putting all of your thought there. But to just give your mind a break from everything else except for what is happening in that moment at that time. Uh, Another one could be vacuuming the floor. (laughs) You know, the, the mundane household chores. You can make that like a meditation and put all of your mental strength, all of your mental capacity into one act at a time. In season one, and I've mentioned this a few times in a few different episodes, check out the episode, I think it's episode two or three. In season one, it's all about mindful eating. You can make your one meal a day a meditation where you're focusing on taking a bite of the food, chewing the food, noticing the sensations and and tastes and the act of actually swallowing and breathing. That's holding one thought at a time. The goal of yoga is not to stop thinking (laughs) because that's ridiculous. Our minds are designed to think. That is what they're supposed to do. The goal of yoga is to focus on one thought at a time on purpose so that you can stay present and it stops that spinny fluctuations when you control your mind in that way. And some of the yogis that have lived for a long, long time, they just are, you can, when you're in their presence, 
it is so much different than being in the presence of really newbie yogis or people that aren't yogis. (laughs) I can't really explain it. I can just say they're sort of at that space in their journey that it it, there's an like this invisible aura around them and you can just feel that energy of presence and groundedness and wisdom because they've been you know walking the walk (laughs) they've been doing the work this is not an easy path health is not an easy path Paying attention to your mental health is not an easy path. Physical fitness is not an easy path. This is not easy, but it's doable. And the purpose is to be really mindful about what it is that you're doing. And this whole podcast is really dedicated to that. So all that is to say that the next (laughs) toolbox or tool in this toolbox is to do things to give your mind a respite. Make certain activities, daily activities, a meditation. Maybe it's just taking four or five bites of food where you're in silence, you're not talking to anybody, you've turned your phone off, no television. You're just one with your food and holding every action is one thought because you're focusing all your mental capabilities and all your mental energies on that one thing. You know, set a timer. Maybe you spend five minutes just focusing on your breath. Just noticing, putting all of your mental energy on how the breath is moving, not having judgment about it, but just noticing. Another thing that when I was in teacher training school, a meditation technique that we were taught was while we're sitting in meditation, a silent meditation, thoughts come up because that's what the mind does. But to focus on the space between each thought that sounds crazy right (laughs) because it seems like the thoughts just keep going and going but when your breath slows down your mind slows down and when your mind slows down there's a greater opportunity for you to focus on the space in between each thought and as you become more adept at this practice and notice I said practice you get better. It's like the spaces in between the thought get a little bit wider. And you're putting all your mental energy on that space in between. Now the thoughts still come. You don't necessarily react to them. You go, yep, that's a thought. And then there's a pause. (laughs) And then you focus there. Let me tell you, I have not mastered that at all. In fact, I haven't even done that practice. I just happen to remember that that was one of the lessons that we had. So I need to do that again. (laughs) Note to self, just that exercise. But I do daily do something to give my brain a respite. Purposely turning off all the sound, turning off all of the chatter, turning off the phone and just focusing on one 
thing at a time. And as I'm holding that one thing in my mind, that's the only thing that I'm holding in my mind at that time, even if it's for two seconds before the next thing comes. So just being super mindfulness, mindfulness, (laughs) super mindful, and really what mindfulness is, it just means you're doing stuff on purpose. This is not an accident. You didn't just end up this place, in this place. You're doing it on purpose. And my suggestion is to set time during the day for that practice, to give your brain a break. There are lots of videos on YouTube that talk about candle gazing, that give you different meditation techniques. There are one thing that you can do is some guided meditations. There are so many guided meditations on YouTube where you, you're just passive. Your, your body's passive. You're lying down or sitting down and you're listening to the voice of someone else guide you through something. Put all your mental energy on their voice. Try to hold what they're saying in your mind. Each thing as one thought. That's a really good practice. These things are free. They do not cost money. (laughs) They cost time, but not money. So try to find ways to purposely give your brain a break so that you can focus your mind on one thought at a time. Oh, I completely forgot (laughs) to mention this. I do have some guided meditations in two places. One is on my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. I have not been very active there, so shame on me. But my YouTube channel is called As You Are Yoga and Yum. And I do have a few guided meditations there. You can just either sit or lie down and just push play. (laughs) I also have some guided meditations in my free Facebook group. It's also called As You Are Yoga and Yum. And I have a variety of guided meditations there as well. So check those out. And once again, I hope this helps. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. It really means a lot. If you feel so moved, please consider leaving a review or even better, please share this episode with someone that it could really help. For more, you can follow me on Instagram at Yoga and Yum with Sybil and on Facebook at As You Are Yoga and Yum. Until next time, here's wishing you all the yum in life. Peace. Bye.